1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 113. Sketch 609. Barrels. I've chosen this sketch and I don't know why. It was just in my head. But Alistair wrote it. And I did. So I think that Alistair can be Gerald. Oh, okay. I can do that. And I shall be Cliff, just to <clears throat> Right, hang on. Sup of squash and we'll go. You never see people wearing barrels anymore. Time was you couldn't move for people wearing barrels. Not in real life, you understand, but in films, comics, even on the television. Barrels all over the shop. Held on with braces, they were, over some thermal long johns more often than not. Mainly in the Old West. Don't know that they ever wore them in real life. Can't imagine that a barrel would be all that comfy, what with the splinters and all. And I doubt they'd provide much protection from the elements either. It's not like you could get one off the peg or made to measure. The draught must have been appalling. Though, having said that, they were mainly wearing them over their thermals. Which does beg the question, why bother with a barrel at all? To protect their modesty? <clears throat> Granted, you'd occasionally see a filly in a barrel, but more often than not it was some mustachioed fellow who'd strapped on the old braces and barrel. Why would some stogie-chewing cowpoke be so concerned about his livestock seeing a bulge where his nethers might be? I suppose there was the danger of that bum hatch at the back flapping open. Ha-ha! <laughs> that was always happening in the comics, wasn't it? Silly devils dashing about with their stubbly arses poking out of their bum hatches. Ha! Never see it now, though. It's all your pokey men and power wranglers nowadays. Never catch any of them in a barrel. Not that you'd want to. Now there were those scant occasions when your barrel wearer would be without their, well, scanties. Those times were a thrill and no mistake. There was many an hour that I spent tilting my head, hoping to catch a glimpse of something fruity down the top of those barrels. Never up the bottom, though. There are standards to keep. And only when it was a lady in the barrel, of course. I'm not one of those. Lots of those around these days. Good luck to them, I say. That said, the more of those I've seen around, the fewer people in barrels I've seen. Perhaps that's it. Maybe they're all outraged by the idea of people wearing barrels and have put a stop to them. Haven't seen a good barrel and braces combination since the early 80s, and you don't seem to have been able to move for those sorts since then. Perhaps that's why. They can't abide seeing a person in a barrel, so we all have to suffer. I have to sit through their pride and their co-opting rainbows and their Graham Nortings. Well, I want my barrels back. It's just not on. Yes. So, will it be the mahogany or the teak casket for your wife? Oh, I don't know. Do you have anything in cardboard? 
Would you like to be wearing a barrel, Alistair? Is that uh appeal to you? Not especially, no, no. But they used to be around in fiction quite a lot. It's they were, just... It was in the, the dandy and so on. It was a common occurrence, wasn't it? Yes, That's yes. That's true. But I suppose, considering that we've gone away from having wooden barrels, now we've gone to aluminium barrels, we're a lot more difficult to forge a piece of clothing from a aluminium barrel. You'd have to like get your angle grinder out. One that was as comfy as a wooden barrel, yes, it would be quite tricky. Although I'm going to argue that their prevalence in fiction in the 70s and 80s was in an historical setting, where they were wearing them in 1889. Yes. So I think it's a... What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, yeah, yeah. Like, we're really serious face. <laughs> anyway, so I chose that because basically I thought if you ever did stand up, Alistair, it would pretty much be like that without the character-based homophobia. But just <laughs> you talking at great length about a very strange childhood sexual awakening. <laughs> That's that's quite similar to the bits of stand-up that I have ever written in my head. Yes, yes. It's going to be a very long bit about the 2000 AD colour artists, but but yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's probably never going to happen. Outtakes. Granted, you'd occasionally see a filly in a barrel, but more often than not, it was some mustachioed fellow who'd strapped on the old bases. <laughs> who'd strapped on? Who'd strapped on the old bases? Fuck sake. <laughs> One Thousand Sketches in One Thousand Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Alistair Turvitt and Richard Catherall. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.